Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Declan Edwards, and I'm so excited to have you here on the second ever episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. And the reason I'm so excited to have you here today is it's actually our first podcast episode where we're bringing in a guest presenter. So with me today, I have the amazing Eliza Gray. Uh, She's actually one of our clients, but more importantly, she's also a guest speaker at our upcoming retreat. She's a personal trainer, a dancer, and just an all-around incredible human being who I believe has some incredible value to offer you, you guys, in how people can learn to get out of their mind and into their bodies. So on the podcast, we're going to be interviewing Eliza, and she's going to be sharing some of her story and background as a dancer, but also in learning how she could manage and control that drive to keep achieving more. So Eliza's going to talk a lot about her personal story and how always wanting more and always wanting that next thing was leading her to burnout physically, mentally and emotionally and how she's used exercise, gratitude, how she's used breath work and stretching and all these cool techniques to bring her back to centre and bring her back to present and really bring her mind back to her body as well and link the two. So as I said, I'm so excited to have you here today. Make sure you tune in. It's going to be a little bit different compared to our normal structure of episodes. We're not going to have five-minute chunks. We're just going to do one big, beautiful interview with Eliza. So make sure you listen in for the whole thing. You can always pause and come back to it if you're busy, but there's going to be so much value and information offered on this session. I don't want you to miss it. So whether you flag it or put it as a favorite, make sure you're coming back. And without further ado, we're going to jump into it and welcome Eliza Gray to the podcast. So Eliza, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. It's an absolute delight to have you here. Uh, I know that you may be feeling a little bit worried and excited about being on the podcast because I sprung this on you, what, about an hour ago and I've given you no time to prepare. And I think those are the most raw and honest and vulnerable and useful interviews to have because it allows you to just be open and honest with people who are listening. Well, I think, yeah, I totally agree. I would probably rather be sprung on by something like this rather than have prepared all week otherwise I would have freaked out like I did today and um (laughs) before my session anyway (laughs) um yeah I would have freaked out and not have been prepared or not have been as open so I'm I'm ready but I'm scared and excited, which I always know is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you beat me to it. So as I mentioned in the introduction, guys, uh, I've been personally coaching Eliza. I've been very grateful to have that opportunity for a little over six months. And we do always say when it's equal fear and excitement, it's the right move. So it does sound like you're in the right place, in the right mindset and frame to jump into uh, the podcast episode and to, to really bring your knowledge and value and a bit more of your personal life story and experience. I think people really resonate with that personal lived experience as well as obviously your expertise as, as a PT and um, doing incredible things in the fitness industry. Um, I suppose to start with, I wanted to just give you some open space and time to introduce yourself to people, you know, say who you are and uh, what you're passionate about and what difference you're making at the moment in people's lives because it's quite a beautiful one. So you. if you're happy to, um, yeah, tell, tell yeah. people about yourself. You might have to jump in every now and then because you know I'm not very... Um... I'm very open, but I'm also quite humble in the fact that I'm not going to really overstate myself too much. Um, So, obviously, my name's Eliza. I'm 22 at the moment. Obviously, we're always growing, always getting older. Um, I have my own personal training business, 
which Declan has helped me to grow. It's only been running for just over six months. And I, so I have a, my own personal training business, which I focus on mobility, conditioning, stretching, but then also, you know, all, all your strength and exercise that everyone loves doing. Myself, I am an ex-dancer now, um, but it was my passion from a very young age and I love the aspect of performing and being on stage and conveying emotion very differently to day-to-day -day life because that's one thing that I do struggle with. I'm a very emotional person, but I struggle to always maybe get my point across the best way possible and I found that doing that through movement or through dance is a lot not easier <laughs> but I found that I could express myself in a very different way that helped me maybe calm myself or helped me react to a situation differently um, so yeah that's something that I'm really passionate about at the moment but I do struggle that I don't get to do it every day because I don't get to dance every day, which it's upsetting, but it's something that I don't do anymore. Mm. Um, so that led me into personal training because the movement and the joy of exercising has always been something that I've loved. Um, I'm also a Pilates instructor and I specialize in a lot of stretching and movement practices because I love that connection of the mind and the body and bringing them both together um got a fair few jobs at the moment so i'm keeping myself busy but that's it's it's the best because i get to spread my energy to everyone who wants to receive it so gone are sort of the days where i'm each there and everywhere and spreading myself thin so that i'm burning out and now I'm trying to hone it all in and everything that I share to others I hopefully do myself mm. but yeah which I, I know we say um at BU we we took a bit of a cheeky quote from the chefing industry which is mm. eat the shit you sell yes so if you believe in it enough for other people you should believe in it enough uh, for yourself as yes. well and as you mentioned giving to others is such a beautiful thing until we've overgiven yeah and we burn out so it's yeah. important to give back I'll pick you up on a point you said just before which is quite beautiful mentioning that you know your approach to exercise is a little bit different from a lot of uh, traditional approaches to exercise yes. and looking after the body because for you it's not just about the physical body no. you mentioned it's about integrating the mind and body and I know mm -hmm. later in this podcast episode we're going to talk about how people can get out of their mind and into their body because yeah. the tendency these days is to overthink and overlive in our mind and yeah. we catastrophize and come up with all the ideas under the sun but when we get back in touch with our heart, when we get back in touch with our body, and when we really align those two, yes. it's quite a beautiful thing. So tell us more about that philosophy, that idea of bringing the two together and what led you to that. Well, with my type A personality, <laughs> I, I am an overthinker. So a lot of people who know me would really know that I'm constantly thinking. Like I'm one of those people that goes the whole day and is on, 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 on. And then by the end of the day, I rethink, oh, I could have done that. Or I could have mm. done that. I should have done that. I should have done it this way. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to do this, this and this. And then my brain's just ticking over, ticking over, keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And it just doesn't get a break. Mm. And even if I'm 
try and forget about one thing, it's still going to be ticking there in the background because it's not yet sold. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, especially in high stress jobs, if they're commuting, they've got a full family, even if their their school is stressing them out, like there's so much going on that their mind just constantly doesn't get a rest. Mm -hmm. And that's where I really had to learn how to take it back a notch. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still learning. I'm, always learning but I had to learn how to take a step back take out a lot of the what-ifs mm. and focus on something else that will bring me joy and that will bring me happiness rather than stress and overloading the mind which is stretching and mind-body connection work with breath yeah, beautiful yeah it's such a, a beautiful thing to give back because I know that there's going to be so many people listening to this podcast who are just resonating personally mm. with your story. You know, that sense of always trying to be more and do more and that sense of I'm in my head thinking, you know, I, I'm sure there's so many people who are listening to this who are going, that's me. When I go to bed at night, yeah. I'm thinking, but what if I did this differently or what if I did yeah. this and what do I have on tomorrow? And then what if that happens? And we do get stuck in that sense of, I love that you mentioned it was the brain seeking completion. Yeah. And it couldn't stop until it saw completion. I know you and I have done a bit of coaching on that and learning that the thing about life is it's not complete. It's not tied up in pretty little bows as much as we'd like it to be. And sometimes there are loose ends and it's more that freedom of allowing those loose ends to be there and being okay yeah. with that. And I love that your approach to that is, is very much by getting back in touch with your body. So you mentioned stretching being a big way of doing that um, as well as with your breath work as yeah. you mentioned for the people listening to this going, oh my God, like I can resonate straight away with what you're saying. Like, yeah. this is the best part. I thought, you know, for me, I was like, oh, we'll get to the solutions towards the end. So for everyone listening, you're going to get stuff straight away. This yeah. is quite beautiful how it's <laughs> planned out. Um, because I know that there will be people what, like listening going, okay, that's what I'm struggling with. What can I do to start? What was it in you that made the difference where you went, okay, when I do this or when I think this or when I have this as a habit or a practice... It makes the world of difference at helping me get outside of my head and back into my body. Oh, wow. Um, it's hard because it's something that I still struggle with. Mm. And I'm sure everyone else would as well. Because the balance, you have to find the balance between not making it something that you have to do, but something that you really want and enjoy doing. Mm. But to get to that point, you kind of have to make it a habit. Mm. So you kind of have to make yourself do it to then enjoy it, which is a little bit counterproductive, I guess. Um, but if something that you could, for me, that I started doing was sort of just certain points during the day, focusing on my breath, or if I'm warming up with a client I might do it beforehand mm -hmm. or do it with them and see that it actually works and it actually changes either my perspective or it resonates with their perspective and I get that feedback mm -hmm. so I think it's just sometimes it is just trial and error and finding the best thing to that suits you and your lifestyle mm -hmm. um, it's definitely not a one size fits all thing yeah and I love that you mentioned you know that sense of you've got to make sure that you're doing it because you enjoy it and you're choosing to do it not because yeah. you feel you have to
but there is that point where that comes from time and from practice and from building as a habit. I know um, one of the amazing coaches that I've had in my life who I've worked with said that the first consequence of change is always pain Yeah. because okay. we're afraid of changing. And you can look at that in physical and mental sense. Mm. He, he explains it as when you go to the gym, it's not pleasurable. Pleasurable, <laughs> uh, Yeah, in the moment, right? It, it freaking hurts. Mm. But after that pain comes the pleasure. Yeah. You know, the endorphin rush straight afterwards. Then after a few weeks, you're fitter, your body's working better. So you yeah. get the mental uh, rush as well. And then he talks about the same thing in, you know, in business, in our yeah. relationships, and obviously with our relationship with ourselves as well, this mind and body connection we're talking about on the podcast today, that sense of, yeah, that first step. is hard. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know that it's, I love that you're so open and vulnerable and honest because it's so easy. I think there's so many podcasts out there that get on guest experts and speakers mm. And people are just going, this person's larger than life. How the hell am I meant to relate to them and learn yeah. from them? But I love when a guest presenter comes in and goes, I am human and I am still struggling with this. <laughs> I'd, yeah, there's days where I'll go through the whole day. Wouldn't have stretched, was just maybe not even enjoying, enjoying some of my sessions that I was doing. And I'd get to the end of the day and I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, I should really just go and do a yoga class and then I'm just in that space of mind where it's just not going to happen. And sometimes you need to go through that. But that's when you need someone with you. Like, um, it's I'm living at home at the moment, which I'm loving. Me and my mum go to yoga classes together and some days I just really don't want to go and mum's like, okay, come on, like, come with me. It sounds a little bit pathetic, but... You need that someone sometimes to go, Eliza, it's okay, just sit there, breathe, do a forward fold, and yeah. you'll be okay. Yeah. And then it's it's like the gym, you always feel better afterwards. Mm. It might be painful, you might cry during, but mm. you know, it's always better afterwards. Yeah, and I love that awesome. sense of, you know, I think this is unfortunately so many people going through life these days thinking that they have to do it on their own. No. That asking for help or being part of a group and that's a beautiful part. Like obviously, you know, me being a coach, coaching is the way that I've always accessed that. I've had coaches for myself since I was 17. I'm very blessed and fortunate now to coach amazing people such as yourself. But I love that it's the idea of it doesn't have to be a coach. It can be a friend, a family member, mm-hmm. like just anyone that you can resonate and connect with. It's not a sense of asking for help. I think there's too much perspective these days saying asking for help is weakness. I should be able to do this on my own. I'm meant to be strong. Get out of your head. Exactly, right? And then that's where the overthinking comes in. So again, it seems to be all... A lot of these struggles people experience is by getting stuck in their head, making up these stories, getting stuck in that story. Yeah. Because you never know, your friend might be going through not the same thing, but maybe something similar. And maybe they need to get out of their head too. So you can just go do a class together and or just come together, do a couple of stretches, talk it out, have some tea, and you'll probably feel a thousand times better than if you were just to lay there in your bed thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. Mm. Yeah, I know the um, it's a saying we, we frequently use here at BU where we say, you know, overthinking never got anyone closer to their goals. No, um, we seem to think that overthinking is going to give us the right answer. You know, we mentioned before that we're looking for that certainty or that um, that, that closing point where yeah. like, oh, it all makes sense now, but it rarely comes from overthinking. We've actually started seeing the opposite. I'm wondering if it's the same for you that you've seen in your life. We find when people reconnect with their heart and their body, be it through meditation, active journaling, whatever it may be, 
that's when the clarity comes. That's when the truth comes through and the genuine answer comes through. Do you find the same? Yes and no. Mm -hmm. Um, I find that sometimes when I do journaling or um, listening to my heart, I get really confused. Yeah, gotcha. So sometimes it provides pure clarity. Uh Um, But then sometimes my mind might not even want to accept the truth yet. Mm. It's not ready. Mm. Um, Even if my heart's speaking that, I need to go through a few more processes before I get there. Or I need to be told cold-heartedly by you. (laughs) (laughs) I know we've had that happen before. (laughs) Probably twice. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I... For myself, to be able to get to that point, sometimes instead of journaling, instead of talking to someone, that's when I stretch and use Mm. my breath work. I know you mentioned that sense of... And I love it because I I find it so funny that I'm interviewing someone about getting out of their head and into their body, which is something that I I do quite frequently, but not in the same way. I'm self-confessed having two left feet and (laughs) dancing has never been a strong point of mine. In fact, if anything, it's probably the one thing that comes to mind in my life currently that I'm still very self-aware and self-conscious of. I just feel very awkward, which is why I'm so excited for the dance workshop you're going to run at the retreat we've got coming up because... I know it's going to push me out of my comfort mm. zone, which is something that I obviously, again, coming back to eat the shit you sell, it's something that I encourage so many people to do is to push their boundaries and get out of the comfort zone. I think it's just going to be a great opportunity personally yeah. for me. You mentioned that, I love that you say, you know, sometimes it's, it's not able to be found or expressed through words or yeah, through language definitely. or through thought. And it was something that I'd never looked at before mm. in dance as, as a way of that raw, vulnerable human experience of emotion and being able to express that. Mm. And so obviously dance in that sense is very, very close to your heart. Mm. And you did mention earlier in the podcast that, you know, it's something that you don't do as much as you'd like to anymore. Um, I'd love for you to enlighten us on that and tell us a bit about why that is, like why it's so close to your heart and also what led you to, to step out of that industry and out of that passion. Well, to me, I would love to still do it, Mm. but the passion has changed Mm. so I have a passion more for movement rather than just pure dancing Mm. to me unfortunately doing the course that I did I burnt myself out and I got overrun and I was not enjoying it anymore Mm. so it kind of took me back a step rather than pushing through and doing something that just because I was good at and did enjoy, I didn't want to keep going. Mm -hmm. So now I use it in a very different sense. So I've moved back into the movement and the connection to your mind and body. Um, Now I would love to get back into it and use this different aspect that's in my mind Mm -hmm. And give it to others. So that connection to the emotion rather than being so caught up in everything that people say or people react or people do, they can share it in such a different way. So at the retreat, I'm, I've got a fair few ideas up my sleeve that I won't give too much away, but 
a lot of the time I'll give you different words and different techniques to use and your body will react totally different to the person next to you, which is beautiful. So different words create different reactions, different songs create different reactions and how your mind and your body respond is just so beautiful to see and it will create emotion within you and then when we display to others, it'll create an emotion. Hopefully, it'll create emotion, and then that that it, it, we share, we get to share, mm. which is just really beautiful. It's just such a different way of doing it, and I find that I love watching that. Mm. Like when you coach, you love watching people change, yeah. and I think that's where dance becomes so important and imperative because. I get to share something I'm so passionate about and love doing that it sparks emotion in me and gets me excited about doing this. Mm. Because sometimes when you do something so much, you lose sight of what really sort of matters. And I think that's sort of what happened when I was dancing every single day. Um, I lost sight of why I wanted to do it. Mm. And now it's just changing that and reconfiguring it and bringing it back to that movement and emotion. It's such a valuable thing to apply to really anyone's goals in life, Mm. be it in their relationship, in their social life, in their Mm. career, in whatever they're doing. I love that sense of bringing back into perspective and clarity. Why am I doing this? Mm. Like what's the bigger picture? What's this for? Rather than just doing it for the sake of doing it. It's such a powerful thing. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people get stuck in that, well, I might as well just do it because I am good at it. But what's the reason that's authentic to you as an individual? Because I know a lot of people, they'll either do things because one, they're good at it, so why not? Or two, that other people expect it of them. So they're living life on other people's terms. I love that sense of reconnecting with why am I doing this for me? Why is this authentic? So why is it authentic to me? (laughs) Is that your question? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Like, yeah, what, what about it? Or how did you find that? Because there may be people listening who go, okay, that's really powerful Like for me to check in and go, yeah. why is this all thing to me? And they might find, and I see it a lot in coaching, that when they go through you know, their career or their goals that they're pursuing, they go, oh, this isn't it. fuck, <laughs> this is not it. Yeah. Now what do I do? Because I've just, everything I've just been pursuing is now, I've realized not authentic yeah. to me. How do you find that and start bringing that back? It's a huge question. It's a huge question. Um, I think you just need to focus on what's real to you at this moment. Mm -hmm. So bring it back to that present emotion. Give, give, Give yourself time to be present each day in yourself and what you're going to do. So finding that moment to breathe or to stretch. So coming back to what I really love doing, that breathe and to stretch and to focus on what your mind's doing, whether it's saying why why do you got why are you going to work today? I don't what like is there something else that you could be doing and if you're not loving your job then why are you sort of doing it? If they, those thoughts are happening, then you need to find something that you love doing. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you find something that you love doing, you can keep doing the job that you're good at. Mm-hmm. 
but then you find another avenue in that job that you really love doing. Mm. Because you're good at it. You must have sort of loved something about it someday. Mm. Like for me, I loved dancing. I absolutely wanted to pursue it. I was, I was a great dancer. I still am a pretty good dancer. Um, but I just, because I did it so much, I just got overrun and burnt out, like I've said. So I just found, I just had to take a step back pause for a second and find something else that I loved in in dance to be more grateful and more have more gratitude towards that mm. rather than despising it because yeah. if you just despise something you're going to not want to do it mm, but if you love it and you find something in it that you love then you're going to want to do it every day mm. and it's that sense of um, you know you mentioned earlier I think a lot of people get stuck in that idea when they reach a goal and they go, oh, this isn't working. They do one or two things. They either make this massive drastic change, they stop entirely or they have, you know, the quarter life crisis and change everything suddenly or they put their head in the sand and think it's going to get better on their own. And I know in the last step of one of our online courses, the five steps to meaningful change, the five steps people have to go through to get sustainable, long-term positive change in themselves and their life. The fifth one is pivot. So rather than making that giant change or no change, it's yeah. how do you find that little micro adjustment? We like yeah. to say, what's the smallest hinge that opens the biggest door? Right. How do we only make that subtle change that makes a difference? And it seems like you really did that with, with dancing. I think mm-hmm. especially for type A personalities, especially for high achievers. So I know people who are listening to this who are going to resonate with your story mm-hmm. are those high achievers who push themselves to burning point. They're always looking for more. They're, they're really grinding yeah. on the gear. But... I think there's so much beauty in learning when to let go of or pivot a goal as there is in when to pursue it. I think there's too much online these days of, you know, grind nine to, you know, all the time, 24 seven, no days off. Don't give up on your goals. Keep going. Yes, that's useful in some circumstances, but I think it's also very useful to be able to go, well, when do we let go of it or slightly change it? And it sounds like that happened for you. Yeah. How did that happen? How did you reach that point with dancing? You said you've been so passionate about this basically your whole life and you were so committed to it. You were living and breathing it. How did you reach the point where you went, it's time to let go of this? It's funny because in my last semester, I let go of any pressure I put on myself, Mm. which was a big thing for me to do because my whole the whole two and a half years, the three years I was there, but two and a half years, I put so much pressure on myself to perform, to make sure I got in this certain position, to make sure I was constantly doing this, constantly doing that. Um, And by the end, I'd made this decision that I wasn't going to be a dancer. And it took so much pressure off myself that that was the best semester and I got the best growth the best technique, I, I improved so much in one semester where I was like, if I had done this from get-go, I would mm. be in a totally different position. Mm. But sometimes it's just taking that micro change, like that mm. micro pivot to be able to resonate and see that. And you really have to vocalize it. Mm. Otherwise, if otherwise it's just circling around in your head and it's not going to be out in the open 
so that was one thing I did and so obviously I decided that I wasn't going to be a dancer and I loved every minute of that last semester I got some really awesome gigs um and then I pretty much just stopped mm. um became a personal trainer did that for like did my course in the six months and now I'm a personal trainer and it's only sort of everyone was like why do you dance anymore and I'm just like oh I just didn't really love it anymore. I just didn't really want to do it. It's not really opportunity on the on where I live. Um, and they're like, oh, that's so sad. You're so good at it. And I'm just like, yeah, but I don't really want to do something that I don't love. Mm. And it's only now that I'm maybe stepping back into it and seeing what I can, taking little bits everywhere and joining the dots together and creating something that I love to do and want to share rather than other people placing it on me and making me do something that I don't want to do. Yeah, and I, I love that idea of mentioning, you know, bringing it all together and so connecting the dots because yeah. a, a quote that's always resonated with me is the Steve Jobs quote, we can't connect the dots of life looking forward, we can only do it looking back. Yes. And it's funny when we do start to look back and I know that, you know, on this episode we've been able to sort of reflect through your life and some of the, mm. you know, pivotal moments and changes and shifts within yourself that you know, have led you to be this amazing person that you are today and giving back in such a beautiful way. It's funny to see how it does all align, mm. right, to go some of those. And I, I can only imagine, you know, we can talk about it very easily now, but I can only imagine at the time letting go of that goal of, of being an answer was hard. And I can only oh, imagine yeah. at the time going to be a personal trainer was hard. Like there was all those changes looping back to what we spoke about earlier. You know, that first moment of change is always pain. It's always difficult. It's always It's always hard. constantly talking in your head. Yeah, yeah. Like there was nights where I would have been up thinking, thinking, thinking. But you, I guess sometimes you just have to do those things to mm. make those changes. And like I look back now and I go... I'm I'm thankful for mm-hmm. some of those moments mm. just because you do like you do need to go through that pain you do need to go through a little bit of hurt to grow and like I look back now and I go I'm thankful for all the good times and I'm thankful for all those tough more tough ones like even today it was even though I was so prepared for a session that I was going to um give to some of my clients this afternoon a stretch session um I was so prepared and then so many more ideas popped into my head so I started working on it and then because it was a new a new session that I'd never delivered before I got really nervous Mm. and I went back to old habits Mm -hmm. and that's when I really like looking back now I really should have just stepped into my own self stretched or break like just took myself for a walk or um, just had a like a quick breath session rather than freaking out like I sort of did mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's yeah like I'll look back at this in a couple of weeks and go huh I learned from that yeah nice but yeah I had to go through that little bit of pain I'm it's such a better space now to be able to go so quickly reflect mm. whereas previously especially in the two and a half years where I was constantly burning myself out and just pushing even when I was burnt out I would still push Mm. um there was no reflection Mm. and people would ask you to reflect and I just couldn't Mm. because I was so stuck in that constant like what if and if this is wrong or this is wrong and 
Yeah. It's just like even when I'm when I'm stressed, I still need to remind myself to stretch or mm. to breathe because sometimes it just doesn't come naturally. And I know that a lot of people would be like that as well. Mm. So to sort of bring the the episode to a close, and I mean, I could talk to you for hours about oh, yeah. this. I'm sitting yeah. here going, wow, like I could really dig deep. There were so many points that I was like, man, I wanna, we're going to have to have you back on the show at some point to do another episode further down the line. Yeah. Um, but to bring it to a close, really the main points that I can take away from this that I'm hoping other people listening are going to take away as well is that sense of st- obviously stepping out of your mind and into your body, yeah. learning when to let go of a goal or pivot with it. Yeah. And also, I love that sense of letting go of your expectations and pressure that you put on yourself yeah. and being more free with it. For the people who are listening who are in a similar boat to where you were yeah. you know, a few years ago where they're pushing themselves, they're burning out, they're exhausted, yeah. they're overthinking what would be your major points to give them? Like, what, what would be your major... Just start with this. Oh, it's so hard because I want to say you can do so many things, but you really just got to try and chill. Mm-hmm. You really just got to try, see what's the, the biggest contributor and try and change it just slightly. So whether that's hugely stress or whether you really just are not enjoying the place that you're working at or the thing that you are doing, just see if you can change it slightly. Mm-hmm. Like you said, pivot. Um, or find a moment. For me, it's gratitude. Mm-hmm. It's to find moments during the day that I can be really grateful for either what I do or the people around me and it just it lets me take a step back step back into myself rather than always being out I think yes yeah. well thank you so much once again for coming on to the podcast and I really appreciate you giving your time and, and giving back in this I know there's so much value in this episode um yeah, I really, it really does mean a lot to have you here sharing your value and your knowledge with the people listening. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Wow, what an amazing interview with the incredible Eliza Gray from Simply Lies Personal Training. I know that I got so much value out of that and I know that you guys would have got so much out of it too. So to get in touch with Eliza and find out more about her and the amazing work that she does, you can head to Facebook and check out Simply Lies Personal Training. Make sure you shoot her a message, check out her content. She's doing some incredible things in the space of helping people align their mind and body. Now, earlier in this podcast episode, we did mention the five steps to meaningful change program that we offer with BU Coaching. It's one of our online courses designed to help you really learn how to get clarity on your goals and then be able to move towards them and achieve them in a way that's sustainable and actually lasts. So obviously with Eliza, we mentioned the final step being that pivot, rather than taking the giant sudden change where everything changes at once or burying your head in the sand and hoping it changes on its own, what is the smallest change that makes the biggest difference? But before you get to that point, there are four crucial steps that you must be able to take. And all of these steps are given away in our Five Steps to Meaningful Change program And as a valued listener of the BU with Declan Edwards podcast, you get to access that program 100% for free. 
That's right, we're going to give it away to you because we know that you're going to benefit from it so much. So to access it, all you have to do, jump on Google, make sure you write in five steps to meaningful change, BU coaching, sign up on the page, check out all the information, jump straight in, it's an online video course, and make sure that you apply yourself to each of those five steps. Until next week, I've been your host, Declan Edwards. Thank you once again for spending your time investing in yourself through this podcast. And until we next speak, be empowered, be exceptional, be you.